Hello, is this thing on? Do you think they can hear us? Nah, let's say it again. Hi, and welcome to the Gritty Nurse Podcast, an unfiltered discussion related to health and healthcare. My name is Amy. And my name is Sarah. And we are your podcast hosts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or any other podcast listening platform, don't forget to subscribe so you can get updates to when we have our latest episodes. Also, don't forget to rate and review us. And if you like what you're hearing and you love our advocacy work, don't forget to go to www.grittynurse.com and click on the donate button. As little as $1 or $2 a month for a total of $12 a year will help us with our monthly podcast costs such as website hosting, our hosting platform, audio equipment, and the time and energy it takes us to put out good quality episodes. We thank you and we appreciate you. Dun 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 dun. It's just an episode with Sarah and Amy, the Greeners podcast. It's their new song. I know. I was thinking, like, if you if you combined our names, we would be Samey. Okay, is that is that <laughs> oh not the worst God. joke ever? Samey or like Sammy the Sandwich or I don't know something <laughs> super super lame. But you know, I, I'm glad that you know we, every once in a while we have to do that touch base. Just you and I, no guests today. Um, and you know, um, this is actually kind of a cool episode because we were approached by the CBC to talk about, um, nurses in in social media. So as you guys know, we have been out there, we've been crazily tweeting and every once in a while using IG, which is Instagram and, and really just trying to get that message amplified and out there. But you know, it wasn't always like this. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> there were scarier days before this, before we actually kind of broke into these, I guess, the social media scene. Yeah, and I think that um, we haven't really talked much about social media, but it's actually a huge part of what we do as podcasters because we started from the ground up. We didn't start with any special connections. You know, we weren't well known. Um, it was really something that we learned as we went along through trial and error. Like I remember when you first approached me with this idea of podcasting and you suggested the name Gritty Nurse. I remember the first thing I did was I went to Google and I I typed in the Gritty Nurse to see what would come up. And then it was like I went and set up all of our accounts. So I started with our email address, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, just to make sure that we had kind of like an identity. I didn't really know at the time what I was doing, but all I knew was I needed to make sure that it was something that was easy to remember and our handles all matched each other and that kind of thing. And prior to the podcast, I was on Facebook. I was on LinkedIn a tiny bit. I was on Instagram a tiny bit, didn't know Twitter at all. And I think you were kind of the same, right? I think I think you didn't even have Instagram. I did not have an Instagram account because, you know, like I ever told you, I'm not about the face, right? I'm just like, oh, yeah. you don't need to see what I look like. <laughs> just, just listen <laughs> to me. Just listen to me talk. But um, yeah, like, I mean, I didn't have very many social media accounts. I had Facebook here and there, and then I deleted my Facebook account and then reinvigorated it and just kind of never really kind of got into it, to be honest. But um, I, I, I don't know, I guess with 
this podcast and with this journey, it's just, it's actually kind of a part of the fabric. But before we kind of get into where we are and how it's evolved and why we think it's important, um, let's talk about, you know, what was our previous experience with social media as healthcare providers? And I think we touched on this a little bit in the interviews where I kind of was like, you know, back when I think about, you know, nursing education or healthcare education, social media was kind of demonized. I mean, it wasn't this thing that people promoted that you should be on it, but it was more like an addendum. And it was kind of like, oh, um, if you do use social media make sure it's X, Y, and Z, it's got to be perfectly packaged. Don't screw up your institution. Don't say anything untoward or you're going to be this horrible person and you're going to get fired. Right. It was more of just like this add on and, um, it wasn't really encouraged. No, I agree. I agree. So when I graduated from my undergrad, which was 2007, which was so long ago, Facebook had just barely started. Like, I think it wasn't viewed as a legitimate way to do anything except for connect with your friends and post pictures. Like, that's all it was for. But by the time I graduated in 2009 from my master's, it had already evolved. Um, and really, the only experience I had in my professional life was it was just a very punitive message all the time. So it was like, don't do this. Don't do that. Make sure that you keep your prof profile professional. Don't have any sort of questionable photos about you. It wasn't anything more than that. And just to take it a step further, any sort of policies around social media was just like, don't use it at work. Don't use your cell phone at work. Don't do it at the nursing station. So it was very punitive and it didn't really foster a good sense in anybody. And I think it was also about if patients are on Facebook and they try to add you as a friend, don't add them. Like that's all it really was. <laughs> right, right. So there was nothing about how it could be used for anything except for just the message that it wasn't professional. It wasn't something to be done. You know, everything had to be locked down. You needed to make sure that your profile was private, that people couldn't find you. And that's the message I recall. And I think that things have changed a lot since then, but this was, you know, 10 plus years ago and people didn't really understand all of the different benefits, all the potential that it had. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's changed much. I think it's changing. And I mean, if you go back and think about some of the like the little videos that you'd watch, like let's say you had to do like an e-module or something on social media use, they were so lame. It's like, do, 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 do. What if this happens? And it's just like, okay, that's that's never going to happen. Like that, that just doesn't ha happen in social media. And it was just, there was such a disconnect. And I think it wasn't envisioned that so that social media can be used as a tool to drive a message or to talk about change or to, or to, you know, talk about healthy public policy. It was more seen as this, this tool that was only for the individual. And that is not, well, yes, there, I'd say that there are social media tools and engines that are more specific to the individual. So I would say that Instagram is more about like face, body, presence, you know, that kind of stuff, right? Getting the the amount of likes on my, you know, sexy bikini photo or whatever, you know, my margarita or the nice food platter that I that I have, right? Whereas different spaces, I think, mean different things. So for example, like Twitter, I find, well, Twitter can be a, a little bit of a burning pot too, mm -hmm. but I feel that Twitter is also an engine where you can connect with a lot of different people and you can connect with ideas and you connect with people in power and whatnot, right? So I feel that 
that specific engine is a little bit different, different than LinkedIn, where LinkedIn is more like the professional scene and it's more about your resume and what you've done and building. It's like an online CV, so to speak. And uh, Facebook, I don't know, like I didn't I don't really know where Facebook is a part of the mix. I feel Facebook is more of kind of, you know, connecting social groups, connecting friends and family members and people you haven't seen for shit tillions of years. And you're like, I want to see what this person's doing. You creep their page. But I don't know how much it's it it drives, you know, social influence or change. But like, what, what's your take on those different? Uh... Well, you know what? I think that it's very much. And I, I hate to categorize people, but I think it's generational, right? Like I think right, right. Facebook, you could capture the greatest range of people. So, for example, people who are more mature, if they only have one social media platform, it's Facebook. Like I'm thinking more of more mature. What do you yes, mean, Sarah? <laughs> you know what I mean. Like my okay, let's let's talk about my mom, for example. So my mom only has Facebook. Only that's all she has. I have to check it for her. So people are trying to reach her and I check her Facebook maybe once or twice a month and I will pass along messages for her. She has absolutely no interest in any other social media platform. And so my 14-year-old neighbor told me recently, Facebook is for old people. I know it is. And she's, (laughs) I, I have her on my Instagram and she's on Snapchat. So I know that those two are more like for younger people, like younger than us, I mean, even. And um, LinkedIn, of course, is for people who actually are looking to further their career. And I think Facebook has become a really busy space where there are so many different things it's for that nobody knows, like with all the noise now, what actually is its main purpose so i think people have kind of left and they've gone to like instagram for certain things twitter for certain things linkedin for certain things we're not on tiktok but i know that you know that's (laughs) a whole other thing i've I've been resisting it and i just i feel like we don't have the bandwidth i counted um like we have five different social media um, platforms that we're managing in addition to our own personal accounts right i just right right unless we get someone to help us i just don't know how we can get onto one more platform i really don't <laughs> could you imagine us on tiktok it would be such a mess i don't know if people really want to know us that way but i think i think that that's a whole other story we we're not even gonna go there right now but i mean let, let's kind of talk about some of the pros and cons so I'd say let, let's let's do the cons first. Okay. All right. You go with your first con. I think this is pretty common, but the first thing that comes to my mind is that people can be so vile on social media. And it's to the point where there are trolls, there are people with anonymous accounts. Anonymous meaning they don't have the real picture, they don't have the real name, they have a phony description, and they use this account simply to troll people and rile shit up and i think that when you get behind a keyboard or your phone it gives you this false sense of entitlement and this false sense of anonymity where you can just spew garbage to people and think that it's okay and i've had to develop a thicker skin than before i started this because of that we've gotten negative reviews on our podcast when people haven't even listened to our podcast and they just misunderstood a message that I, for example, said in a radio interview, sometimes people single you out. Sometimes it's just they don't like anything about the message you're saying. And so they target a whole group of people, for example, healthcare workers or nurses, they should die or whatever. I think that it can be it can be a scary place sometimes. 
Yeah, it, it definitely can be a little bit of a dumpster fire in terms of, you know, um, people coming after you for different things or, you know, I've had death threats, which is, it's absolutely ridiculous. And at least this person was smart enough to use their first and last name. So when I reported them to the police, they were like, oh, this guy lives out here. Do you want us to like go knock on his door? And I was like, hey, whatever, whatever works, right? But I mean, the fact that, you know, you're hiding behind a keyboard, people are more brave. It's, you're not necessarily in front of someone's face to actually say that stuff. And I think, you know, that's where I guess it can be kind of vile, like you said, um, because, you know, you're hiding behind a keyboard, you're, you're, you would never say this to someone's face, but because you have the power of, you know, anonymity, you feel emboldened to do and say certain things. And again, that's where I think it's important, like you said, don't take it to heart. Of course, definitely, if there's something more serious, um, to, to like notify the authorities or whatever, whatever makes you feel comfortable. But I think that, you know, you can't take it all in. Like we've gotten some advice where, you know, they say social media is not real life. Like, like it's not, it's not the be all and end all. But if you, if we even think about just some of the younger generation, it can really affect because people can use it for really horrible things, you know, whether it's like you said, trolling or, or verbal abuse, or, you know, attacking someone's character, or, you know, even telling someone that they should die, right? We've heard of various different situations where teenagers get into using social media, and it's used for, you know, bullying and all sorts of things and harassment. It's, it, it really trickles down to, it doesn't really stop when you're a teenager, it just kind of goes on to adulthood too. So, right, recognizing that, you know, um, it can be kind of a dumpster fire, but one of the tips I had by someone who's way better at social media than, than we are was, you know, don't always read all the comments and Twitter actually does a really good job of filtering them. They so actually do. Like, yeah. You're just like, Oh, if you hit the more replies, you see the crazy people reply responses. So I just know not to. And, and sometimes we just can't like, there's just too many comments and, you know, we could respond to a couple, but other than that, you know, sometimes you can use it as a one way tool. It's just, I've put, I've said what I've said and you just disappear. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. And gone. sometimes, sometimes when it's a troll, that's they're trolling you for attention, you're giving them what they want just by responding. So not every comment requires a response. Um, if someone, for example, has zero followers, that's a red flag to me. I won't even bother responding because this is obviously a fake account or, you know, they stand for something that nobody really agrees with them on. So one of the other things I was thinking is maybe we should talk about how much time it can take as a possible con to maintain a social media account or be active on it. Like, I think it is a struggle because we want to make sure that everyone hears our message, but at the same time, we need to create balance in our lives where we're not on it for hours and hours every day. Yeah, I am definitely a, a victim of uh, this happening. So I do do a lot of our Twitter and um, sometimes it can be overwhelming and it's not even just what we might be tweeting it might just be like looking at what other people are saying, what, what's the science saying, what are, you know, what's the next um, data that might be put out in regards to, you know, hospitalizations or whatever, or, you know, the next sad story. Cause I think sometimes you can get really absorbed and that's not really healthy. <laughs> so I kind of find myself saying, okay, you know, I've, I've like, it's after work or whatever the case may be an hour is more than enough time to just like, scroll around probably that's probably even too much time and just you know put the phone down and 
watch Netflix, go do a workout or something, because some, some of the stuff's really overwhelming and some, some of the Mm -hmm. stories and things that you read are really, really sad. I think at the end of the day, I just say to myself, okay, you know, I think I've done, I've done what I can do. There's not much I can do right at this moment. And I I need to make sure that I'm keeping myself safe and protecting my, uh, my own mental health. And I think being on technology for too long in any situation is not a good one too. So yeah, it's hard in this day and age, though, because of the pandemic, like everything is virtual right. and add into the fact that we have, you know, we have to go online for everyday things like, you know, checking your email, making appointments and then for work, you're online more. And then for the podcast, everything is online. So it's like a struggle. And I know that in the past we have posted like we're going to take a break for the weekend and <laughs> we don't. So <laughs> That has happened before. So I, yes, it's just, it has. and you know, another thing that affected me a lot was recently there were coordinated attacks. I'm going to call them attacks from anti-vax groups to where mm-hmm. they, I actually know this because someone told me there, there are groups of anti-vaxxers that would alert each other to when somebody with a lot of followers would post about vaccines and they would all jump on that post and like try to bring that person down. And it was crazy because we were posting about that and it was like why are there 50 comments now saying that what we put isn't accurate when we know it is and it was really demoralizing and I just thought I need to take a break but I think that's exactly what they were looking for they wanted to silence us and it was it wasn't right I I don't know if is happening right now I feel like it's died down a bit but these coordinated attacks are just unheard of to me Yeah, I think that's the other kind of con to any social media, right, is the misinformation. And I think that's, that's another huge um, bucket of work that needs to be done for healthcare providers, especially because a lot of people are getting their information from social media, they're getting it from Twitter, they're getting it from Facebook, they're getting it through interactions on whether it's Instagram or TikTok or whatever. And the misinformation out there is rampant. Like some of the stuff I've seen, it's unbelievable. And the thing is, how can we combat it as healthcare professionals if we don't encourage healthcare professionals to be on social media to say, hey, that is not accurate or that's not how things go. And I've actually seen, I guess, before we kind of talk about the the pros, I've actually seen a lot of good people dispel myths in a, in a quick 30 second TikTok. Because I think this is where sometimes it also is about reaching the people where they're at. So Mm -hmm. if a lot of the misinformation is coming from, you know, the 20, 20 to 35 group, and we know that's a huge group that might be on social media, you got to put stuff on there that, that is also positive, right. That will change the messaging. And that'll also say, Hey, no, that is actually incorrect. I've seen some really cool stuff where scientists have put like little songs together, jingles, and that stuff stays with you. You're like, that was really, that was really hot. I want to watch that again, or I share yeah, it. And I yeah. like it, Right. So I, I think that, you know, there's as much as there's a lot of bad, there's a lot of good. So maybe we talk about the pros. Yeah. So just before we get into the pros, I think that part of social media and getting on more as healthcare professionals is just being adaptable, being relevant, because even for things like patient education, we need to get to where they're at. And everything these days is about micro learning. So it's like, like you said, these quick little clips that you can watch, not everybody has the capacity or the willpower to sit there for an hour and do an e-module or like read a pamphlet or a brochure. So Instead of trying to get people to come to us, we need to go to them. I think that Mm -hmm. only makes sense. 
Absolutely. We're kind of in the age of technology. We need to use it to our advantage. I think the in, in terms of fighting with it, I don't I don't see the point, right? I think that, you know, like I said, there's good and bad with everything, but if we can use it again as a tool, that is that is more valuable than trying to, you know, resist and be like, ah, this this technology, I don't want to try this, or, you know, this is hard. I think if you just get on, you play around with it and you figure it out, it's it, for the most part, it's pretty, pretty simple. All right. On to the pros. Yes. So pros of social media. First and foremost, you can be an agent of change. Like I'm telling you, like I would have never, ever, ever envisioned where we are today without using social media to talk about a message. Like the fact that we decided, hey, we're going to do this podcast thing. (laughs) I remember being like, we're just going to talk. We're going to just tell our truth. We're going to just give you our our flavor, our expression, our thoughts, and we're just laid all out there. We didn't think anybody was going to really listen. We want, but if you were going to listen, we we wanted it to be a message that you could connect with. And right. through that, through the podcast, through our social media and our advocacy, we're seeing change and we're seeing change within, you know, the nursing field and medicine and, and healthcare in general. And I think that we need to use it to our we need to use all of the avenues that we have and social media is definitely another tool that we should use to talk about change and connecting with people. Right. And I think that it's it's just changing everyone's mentality about social media. So yes, there are there is a purpose for it to be social. So for you to update your friends and family on what you're doing, to post pictures, videos, all that kind of thing. But there is a way to use it to, you know, raise your voice, be able to um, create your own platform, be able to influence people and i think that's what we're really trying to do with the podcast and also to role model the change we want to see when we started doing this podcast we saw very few nurses out there Um, i think at first we connected with some nurses from the states but in terms of canada they were really few and far between and i think that without knowing how to start and always being told that social media is a bad thing for your profession can really just get to you We're always trying to do things that are evidence-based. We want to spread accurate information, but at the same time, be relevant. So sometimes it's, you know, fun to post something funny or just a funny hashtag just to let people know, hey, we're still here. And nurses aren't all in little boxes the way that you think that we are. And not everything has to be a really dry research paper. Not that there's anything wrong with research, but I think that there's research and then there's knowledge translation. Like, how do you translate the knowledge? And that's the part the key, the tricky part, like how do you actually let people know what the research shows and get them to change their behavior? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, with even just talking about the research, social media has opened our eyes to a lot of challenges and issues that are happening, not just in our, in our home, but globally, like I have learned a lot about climate change. I've learned a lot about, you know, social issues. I've learned a lot about poverty. And this is through, you know, whether it's just a a microbite of a tweet and then linking an an evidence-based article with it and then reading further for my own knowledge to be like, oh, I didn't realize that this was an issue and, or, or, you know, doing more 
or research on a, a particular topic. So I kind of think that the other part that's a pro of social media is you just get to learn a lot more about different things that out there that you may have not known about, right? You can, you can scroll up and you can follow great people who are doing great things in the world, whether it's related to anti-racism, women's health, um, any of those types of things. And you can always get interactions based on what they might be tweeting, articles, work that they might be doing politically. I think it's just a great place to get to also be connected with different, um, I guess, different modes of learning. Right, right. And I think even for our podcast, everybody that we've met through doing this podcast pretty much has been through social media. I think the only person we knew not through social media was your cousin, Matt. Obviously, you grew up with him because podcasting is new to nursing as a profession, as a legitimate way to, you know, share stories and create change. It's hard, actually, to get a lot of nurses to come on the podcast. And so we've had to go to social media to find people who are equally out there doing great things and get them to come on. And I feel like we have a little community going on, um, you know, on Twitter through the guests that we've had on our podcast. It's it's also funny because on social media, you think that people are a certain way just by the way <laughs> that they tweet and then you meet them. And it's not a bad thing. They're just different, right? Like right, some people right. are really funny online and then you talk to them and that humor doesn't come out or sometimes it doesn't translate. Yeah. It doesn't translate. Or someone like your cousin Matt is really funny in person. And I think he can be funny online too, but it's just a different way of expressing yourself. Right. I mean, again, that that's the that's the storytelling aspect too, right? Like I think you get you may be able to see a different side of a individual on social media. Maybe they'd be too shy to talk about those political issues, but on social media they're like out there, right? They're like out there and just like, "Ah, I got to give you my message. I got to tell you what's going on." And I I think that's great, right? I think it'll help people get out of their shell as well in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And I, again, this is where, you know, um storytelling is important through social media, um, sharing other people's stories. I mean, and also we've just met a lot of great people. Like I, I feel that I hope we have the opportunity to, to meet these people. Like we've met so many great people online and so many champions and so many advocates. I'm just like, Oh my God, we have to have like a gritty nurse party and have all these people over. But I mean, we're, we're in a global pandemic, so we got to try to figure all that out first <laughs> before we yeah. have like huge gatherings right i think we were saying in the first wave because we thought it would end after the first wave that we were going <laughs> to do like a greedy nurse on tour and like make all these stops so I, i'm thinking of like new york city i think we know a few people um down in tennessee we know someone minnesota we know someone so we were thinking like that we would do this i don't know if we were thinking like of a, a road trip or something but <laughs> right, we we're right. like thinking that we would get to meet all these people and we haven't even met a whole bunch of people that we've worked with in our own country yeah in right I, I hope <laughs> that at some point we get to do that like i mean i think that there are opportunities up there we just have to make sure it's the right opportunity and it's the right time for us to kind of be out there and you know and doing our thing so but yeah like i i yeah. think the some of the other really great things is uh, particular to nursing because we haven't really been seen in the social media sphere. Um, I feel like this is very new to to us and a lot of other people where it's just like, all right, these two badass nurses are going to come and talk about this stuff. And we're like, who are they talking about? Because the whole time we've been podcasting, it's just talking to each other. You're talking to this empty space, right? You don't get the immediate feedback. 
But if we were to, let's say, go to a conference, like an in-person conference, it would be different because you get you people see people's facial expressions, you know, they're they're clapping for you at the end. And, and it's funny because I feel like at this point, I would be more nervous speaking at a conference than I would to do a radio interview because you're just speaking into this camera. <laughs> you're speaking, speaking into the <laughs> void. But I mean, oh I think I think that's just it's 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 again, um, something that's revolutionary, right? I think we need to see nurses in social media. We need, again, to be the ones to write our story, right? We've had many people say what they thought that we do or, or get, have an idea or, you know, say, you know, we've always been in the shadows. We've been the, we, like, we, like you said, we've been the, you know, supporting character, not the lead. And I think it's time, right? Like no more, let this person tell our narrative. We got to write it down ourselves. And I think that it's so important for us to be a part of this chapter and nursing as a profession to be a part of this chapter that um, we, we just can't let it go without um, being a part of the journey. So I encourage every nurse who listens up there, get on Twitter, <laughs> get a Twitter account. doesn't matter if you have one follower, you follow us, we'll follow you. Right. So, I mean, we, we started with one follower too. Like everyone's got to start somewhere and it doesn't matter if you don't know what to do. It doesn't matter. Like just get on there and learn because that's how we started. It's okay to make mistakes. You just got to get started. So, you know, nothing has to be perfect. Our first podcast episode was subpar i think <laughs> in terms of the audio quality we didn't know what the hell we were doing we just got on and i was like hey amy i'm gonna ask you a question why did you want to become a nurse like we hadn't even rehearsed it we didn't have anything figured out so well we still don't really rehearse i mean it's no no we don't rehearse but i mean like you don't even want to know how we recorded back when we started so oh yes <laughs> <laughs> i think that it's it's time right like you see the number of physicians on social media in Canada, at least, there are four times more nurses than doctors, and it's completely flipped when it comes to being in the public eye. And I think that if you're worried about your employer or your, um, you know, the college coming after you, I think that if you can build the profession up, that's only going to do good for everyone. So there is a way to do it where you're not violating. Obviously, you're not going to talk about patients. You're not going to talk about your particular organization. We never do. And I think that's something that you need to keep in mind is that, yes, you might have heard stories about nurses who have lost their jobs due to something they did on social media. But if you do it in a responsible way, then you're actually you're advocating for your profession and yourself. You're building yourself up. You're giving yourself a platform. And that's only going to lead to good things. And, you know, if anybody out there listening really doesn't know how to start, I mean, reach out to us and we can share our experiences because we still, um, you know, we work for our particular organizations and we've been able to make it work. I th- I, I've said, I said it on CBC. I said, you know, you can be sassy, but keep it classy, right? Like at the end yeah. of the day, you need to, like, you can, you can have an argument, you could have a, a disagreement, or you can have a, a difference of opinion. And you can still express that in a way that, you know, shows your, you know, your personality or your, your grit or whatever you want to call it. But again, it's also just about, you know, use, you just have to use, I think it's just common sense, right? Like if you would never say that to someone's face, don't type it on a tweet. Don't put it in a Facebook post. Don't like, just don't do it. Right. And I think that's where, um, for us, the rubber meets the road because we're still, we're just going to be ourselves. I think that's just how we are at the end of the day. And we're going to, we're going to put our expressions out there. And I mean, some will love us and some will hate us and and that's okay too. 
we're going to do what we feel is um, best for, you know, our profession and, you know, for healthcare. Right. And if you if you do make a mistake, just own up to it. That's that's all there is to it. We're not perfect. So if you say something that gets misinterpreted or really you just said something that was inappropriate, just own up to it. Because I think that's the best thing you can do to um, keep people's respect is, you know, when you make a mistake, it's it's okay. We've all done it celebrities do it all the time and they have um these long (laughs) apologies so so it doesn't mean that you know you're you're going to be done forever yeah and i mean i think this is where we talk about like it's it's also it's also a learned skill i think too right i think the more you engage and the more you understand some of the nuances behind social media and understand and not take everything to heart that you you use it as a tool it's not i feel that particularly with you know our twitter account it's more of a tool for advocacy it's a tool to talk about important issues it's a tool to you know address our politicians and address you know some of our leaders that we should hold accountable for um various different things whether it's related to healthcare or so healthy social policy and i feel that if if schools or universities or colleges whatever want to want to teach it or talk about it we have to see it for what it is and and what can we how can we maximize using something like this to bolster your cause or your your thoughts or your opinions or to to change policy i think that's the the most important takeaway from our own social media use and just you know it's always for us it's always about the message what are we trying to say at the end of the day what do we want people to hear and um I think social media is not a bad thing. Sorry. Yep. It's not. It's yeah. not a bad thing, guys. <laughs> and I also wanted to say you don't have to look or act a certain way to be an advocate or be on social media. I never envisioned myself as anyone that was loud, outspoken. I don't think that you have to be. I think it's just a learned skill in figuring out how can this work for you and what do you feel comfortable with and just trying it out and see see what see how you feel about it. It's It's okay to be uncomfortable, you know, push your boundaries a little bit and see where that takes you. Absolutely. Get on there, get an account, give it a go. Yeah, it can't hurt you.